How about them cowboys? Yeah. I want to be a cowboy, baby. What's up, folks? This is Heath Solo. Huge Dallas Cowboy fan. And yes, we're starting years in the making. Finally, the podcast. How about them cowboys? A podcast devoted to America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. I've been a big fan since, God, I was five years old. Supposed to be a Patriot fan living in New England. Everyone at school liked the Cowboys. I started liking the Cowboys. Danny White, Tony Dorsett, Tony Hill, Drew Pearson, Randy White, Ed Two Tall Jones. They were just my team. I remember being like four years old and, oh, actually, you know, no, was it four? <laughs> I don't remember being four much, but probably, well, I was 83, so probably about eight years old. Okay, I'm dating myself. But I remember getting nervous for my first Cowboys-Redskins game I saw on television. I was just, my stomach was in knots. I'm eight years old, and I'm getting pumped up and nervous about watching my Cowboys play, especially against the biggest rivalry against the Washington Redskins. Oh, those were the, those were the days. The '80s were rough. There, we lost three straight NFC championships to the Eagles, to the 49ers, the catch by Dwight Clark, and to the Redskins. Then it went crashing down, and it was rough sailing for the Cowboys. The Cowboys in '86 picked up Herschel Walker, so we had Walker and Dorsett, and it was supposed to be the big, you know, running back tandem. They didn't get along. Dorsett wanted to be the starter. Walker was coming on. I remember when they killed the Giants on that Monday night. Well, they didn't kill them. They, they killed the Redskins the year before. Uh, but that next year with Herschel Walker and Dorsett, Walker scored the winning touchdown against the Giants, and it was a whole new era. Eventually, Tony Dorsett, beloved Tony Dorsett, went to the Denver Broncos for a year in 88. Uh, but anyway, those were the days. <laughs> Uh, but it was rough. I mean, 88 and 89 were rough. Of course, Landry getting fired by Jerry Jones. Should have let him walk, but he kind of did that wrong. He ended up firing Tom Landry. It was time for Landry to go. He was the only Cowboys coach at all since 1960. And uh, when the team first uh, became in to the NFL quarterback by the little one, Eddie, Eddie LeBaron. I got an autographed picture of Eddie LeBaron. Whoa, things are flying around here at the Dallas Cowboys DVR podcasting network. But I just wanted to let you know that uh, this podcast is, of course, devoted to the Dallas Cowboys. And maybe other issues around the NFL talk about some other NFL at times. Granted, if you're not a Cowboys fan, you probably don't want to listen. But if you're a Cowboys hater, you may want to because you want to throw that mp3 ipod whatever across the when, when things are across the room when things are going well and we're excited but uh hispanic chris my longtime friend uh he's been on the film list uh lost revisited now a few podcasts i've done in the past podtourage another podcast all can be found on itunes free of charge and uh he made his mark with Donald is Lost, a great Lost podcast about the show Lost on ABC. And uh, we became friends through the years. We met in Texas a few years ago. And uh, we've always wanted to do a Dallas Cowboy podcast. And we've been pushing it off, pushing it off. And finally, the other week, I was like, dude, after the Cowboys got crushed by the Broncos, I was like, I need to talk to someone. So we are going to start this podcast and we're going to be 
part of the DVR Podcasting Network. Yes, it's a new venture by Axel Foley and our crew. The community is growing and growing daily. So this podcast will be on the How About Them Cowboys feed, but it's going to be released to Patreons only probably throughout the season. We haven't worked out the details yet, but that's what it looks like. So if you like this podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash DVR, become part of our community. Uh, You can follow us on the Twitter at DVR podcast. And uh, yeah, man, it's, it's a growing network headed by Mr. Axel Foley. And, I mean, we have a lot of great podcasts out there. If you like Game of Thrones, we've got Podcast Winterfell. Uh, we've got The Deuce, the new HBO show by David Simon. Uh, Inside DJ's DVR, DJ Timmy Hines, talking about whatever's on his DVR. He talks about what's going on that week, what he's watching. It's freaking awesome. Gareth's Waste of Time, a good friend from the UK, Gareth, who did Dissecting Dexter and kicks some ass with that. He's uh, has joined. We got the Westworld Theorycast when Westworld comes back, and of course the Film List, my podcast that I'll be doing with everyone from the DVR Podcasting Network in the upcoming months, and uh, and many more. So it's just going to be a ton of fun. Again, go to Patreon.com/slash/DVR. Uh, it's where you find our homepage with the DVR Podcasting Network, and you can become a patron for a little as you know, a couple bucks a month. You can donate whatever you want, but it helps because, you know, we've been podcasting for 10 plus years and now it's time to really amp it up and go for it and build this community. So uh, we just hope that, you know, if you have a couple bucks to put out there, you'll support us so we can do this full time. Back to the Cowboys. Um, This is just a little intro. So, I mean, I, I've been I've been a fan, like I said, since I was a little kid. Hispanic Chris, I think he's been a fan since 1903, even though the Cowboys didn't exist. And he was still a fan. He could see the future. But tonight we're going to be talking about the first couple of weeks of the season and then go into a preview of the Monday night game on September 25th, 2017, against the Cardinals. That's actually going to start very soon. But this we're going to record this. I wanted to put this out there uh, because of my time schedule and what's been going on with life and everything, at the DVR Podcasting Network, we want to put the best quality podcast out there, whether we record through Skype, Google Chats, or as me and Axel did, we do our own recordings and Axel mixes it together and edits it so you get the finest quality. Unfortunately, because of time and with me and Hispanic Chris, we, we have to do it through TalkShoe. So we have to do it kind of through our cell phones. So the quality isn't going to be the greatest, but we'll keep it short and we'll be sure to get the good content out there. It's going to be live, uncut. So you get that. You won't get any edits. You'll just get us spewing what we think is knowledge or, or just feelings as a fan. But just bear with us with the quality eventually as the community grows and the DVR podcasting network grows, we'll, we'll be able to do more of the great quality. So again, we apologize. This is more of a fun podcast where we're just going to go for it and hope you can deal with the quality. Uh, may sound like you're, you know, talk eavesdropping on a cell phone conversation, but we'll make sure to speak loudly and hopefully you could still enjoy it and uh, support us again. Our apologies for the sound quality. It may not be the greatest, but uh, I think most of the people that 
subscribed to us know through the years. I was a talk shoe clown. I did my podcast through a cell phone and, 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 and that's what we did. But we, you know, we got a lot of listeners because people had a good time listening. Then when, uh, me and Axel actually, uh, w- for a year we worked for TV talk, uh, where we recap different shows and stuff for them. So we got new equipment, we upgraded and I have that here, but my internet's terrible here and you know, just acoustics, whatever. So for the, for this podcast, how about them Cowboys, a podcast devoted to the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, it's going to be a little talk shoe old school. <laughs> so, it, you know, I appreciate you just dealing with it. Maybe put the volume up a couple notches on your phone or your MP3 player or your iPod or whatever, but we'll get down and dirty and we'll get into the heart of the matter uh, about the Cowboys. But as I said, I've been a fan for so long, and it's been almost over 20 years since our last Super Bowl, and i am just suffered through many a salary cap issue seasons in the late 90s, early 2000s under the Dave Campo era. And then Parcells came along, kind of got us back on our feet with Sean Payton. They discovered Tony Romo, and uh, unfortunately we were never able to pass the NFC Divisional round. But now with Dak Prescott, Zeke Elliott – Still, Jason Witten going strong, and the great Des Bryant, maybe uh, under Jason Garrett's leadership, we can uh, get back to the promised land one of these days. So, enjoy. It's me and Hispanic Chris live talking about the Dallas Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? So, just it's our first ever episode uh, devoted to the Cowboys. So, enjoy. And remember, go to patreon.com slash DVR, and you can follow us on the Twitter at DVR podcast, and uh, you know, even if you're listening and you're like, oh, the Cowboys, I do like the Cowboys. Oh, I like those other shows that they're doing. Go to the page. You can find out all the information and tweet us, and uh, it's a great community. So if you can become a patron, that'd be awesome. If not, well, hell, just enjoy the podcast, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. How about them Cowboys? Yeah. Recorded live. And as I said in the intro, welcome to episode one of How About Them Cowboys? Yeah! Good old Jimmy Johnson, our beloved coach. Welcome to How About Them Cowboys, a podcast devoted to the Dallas Cowboys, America's team. I'm Heath Solo, and as I said in the intro, I've been a fan a long time. Uh, I'm a big fan uh, I go to DallasCowboys.com, I think, every day of my life. I love uh, lunch break and talking Cowboys uh, with Nick Eatman, Derek Eagleton, Mickey Spagnola, Rob Phillips, the whole crew. I've been listening to them since since I think Derek and Nick did a show together, just them. Anyway, they, they're my inspiration. I listen to them weekly, daily. They're the, some of the best writers about the Cowboys, well, they are the Cowboys beat writers and some, but the columns and everything that they do is phenomenal. So go to DallasCowboys.com, check it out. Uh, my boy's Nick Eatman. He's, I think he's a golden god. He's been a fan since the beginning, and he works for the Cowboys, my favorite writer. Uh, he, he's awesome. So want to uh, give a shout-out to my boy Nick Eatman, at Nick Eatman on Twitter. So, all right. We're a part of the DVR Podcasting Network. You go to patreon.com slash DVR. You can join the community. We do many other shows, Game of Thrones, Westworld, uh, The Deuce. We're growing fast. So this is 
yet the latest adventure. Apologize if the sound quality is not the greatest, but hey, you know what? Me and my boy Hispanic Chris, you know, we live in cardboard boxes out in the street, and we, you know, <laughs> so we borrowed cell phones. So, Hispanic Chris, welcome yeah. to the first episode. Of how about them cowboys, yeah? All right, yeah, man. Hispanic Chris here. How about them cowboys? We we doing good now. <laughs> we are? <laughs> no, we ain't doing that good. But hey, how about them cowboys? I've been a fan for like forever, you know. Uh I'm like you said, I'm Hispanic Chris. And I think it's kinda like on a birth certificate. If you're Hispanic, you're a cowboy fan. Or Raider fan. <laughs> <laughs> Or a Raider fan. But basically, you know why? I mean, because back in the day, of course, you know, I'm going to show you my age, but I'm a Cabo fan like, you know, Roger Staubach and that era and all those bowls that we lost against the Steelers, but we won't talk about that. But, uh, <laughs> you know, back back in the day, uh, the, apparently in Mexico, uh, the broadcasting networks down there would only show Cowboy games. And I guess, you know, the rights or whatever. Oh. So that's why you get so many Mexicans loving the Cowboys, uh, Mexican people. And so they just grew up watching the Cowboys all during the 70s, watching them go to the Super Bowls and some Super Bowls they won. And so that's why you got a lot of Cowboy fans in Mexico. Of course, now, you know, now you got a lot of different fans, you know, because of a lot of other networks going down there. But. That's that's basically why you get so many, but uh, I'm in there. That's a good. Of course, I was born in Texas, so. Well, yeah. That's, that's where I met you, brother. <laughs> yeah, I know. We met for the first time, baby. I was going to the uh, Rangers game with my dad, and I, I was like, Hispanic Chris, because we, you know, through the lost days, we used to do, you know, a bunch of podcasts in the film list, you know, the right. lost, lost show. And so I was going to Texas. I'm like, Chris, let's go out to eat, brother. I'll be in town. And we met, and it was uh, it was a great time. And then you came out to L.A. for my 40th birthday. You surprised yeah. me. Well, you didn't surprise Well, you surprised me late night. You're like, dude, I'm coming. Donald surprised me. Yeah, yeah. I didn't expect it. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's just like, it's just the, the, and you got me that awesome, incredible Hulk Cowboys t-shirt. I love that t-shirt. It's one of my favorites. Uh, I was going to buy it, and then I'm like, no, nah, i got to save money. And then you come in and give it to me as my birthday gift, so. I'm going to wear it tonight for the game against the Cardinals. Yeah, man, give us some, some luck, man. We need some help. <laughs> I know. So, all right, let's get down to brass tacks, Chris. Uh, we haven't – Super Bowl Thirty was the last Super Bowl we won. We beat the Steelers yeah. with Aikman, Novacek, Emmett, Michael, the whole crew. And we went to salary cap hell after that, and then Michael Irvin – ended his career at the vet in Philly with his neck and Moose Johnson got hurt. Novacek's bad back, Aikman concussions. Uh, You know, we went through some lean years with bad, bad drafts, tough salary cap stuff. Dion, we were still paying him for years. Dave Campo was our coach for three years. I think we, the most games we won is five with him. Uh, And then Parcells comes in, revamps it, teaches Jerry basically how to draft again. uh, And it worked. Uh, we found Tony Romo, and, and but we just couldn't get over the hump. We couldn't get to the NFC Championship game, and right. then two years and then two years ago, with Romo going down in Seattle in week three of the preseason, like the season's over, we're done. But yet this fourth round draft pick was our second fourth round draft pick, guy from 
Mississippi State, Dak Prescott comes in, and we also draft Zeke Elliott with the fourth pick overall from Ohio State. Zeke's had his issues, I'm sure we'll talk about throughout the season, uh, (laughs) off the field. But the offense got turned around. Dak had an amazing year, rookie of the year, led us to a 13-3 record. Unfortunately, a season ended yet again by the Green Bay Packers in the NFC Divisional Playoff, which I'm sure we'll go over at some point because I, 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 I blocked that for now. But <laughs> so there's high expectations this season. We have a revamped defense. We lost J.J. Wilcox, Barry Church from our secondary, gone. Brandon Carr, gone. Mo Claiborne, gone. We got these rookies in. We, you know, we got Jeff Heath back there with Byron Jones in his third year trying to – you know, we got guys on suspension. We don't get David Irvin back to week five. Uh, Moore comes back tonight. But we supposedly have the best offensive line. We, we we beat the Giants in week one. We didn't look too sharp. Dak looked a little off. Could be a lot with them not playing the starters in preseason like every team does. The first couple of weeks of football are usually, eh, this week has been great. And so I'm hoping Dak and Dez, I mean, they're targeting Dez a lot. We couldn't run against Denver. We got our butts kicked against Denver. You watched oh, yeah. that game. What were some yeah. of your feelings on that game? Well, it, watching that game, it, it made it perfectly clear to me that they're obviously not, they're not ready to play at that high caliber. Mm-hmm. Uh, Denver's a, a much better team, much better defense. Um, like you said, our offensive line is still pretty good and, and the defense is lacking, you know, on our defensive side. But they did great against Giants. But as you can see, everybody's doing great against the Giants. <laughs> so, so, like, I don't know how much you can put on that. Uh, man, I tell you, you know, you, you went through a whole history there. And uh, where, I, where I think we kind of started to lose sight and definitely the, as far as, like, we want to win and we want to go to the Super Bowl again. Is that whole Romo and, and Dak thing last year? Uh, obviously, everybody, you know, it makes sense. You got a hot hand, you go with a hot hand. We're going to, you know, he's going to take us to the Super Bowl. But deep down inside, I kept thinking he's a rookie. And mm. I, thought, I thought this was a lot of pressure to put on him. Granted, he had a really nice, uh, net to fall on to you know he had Romo sitting there on the bench so it's kind of like you know when your your daddy's showing you how to ride the bike and he's holding your thing you know okay <laughs> he uh-huh. you go and you're riding the bike for real you, you made it to the Super Bowl but uh that didn't work out you know like like they planned you know and so now there is no there is no net and so everything is on him and I think it's starting to show, you know, to me it almost feels like this is really his real rookie season because, um, I mean, it, everything is, is, is on him. I mean, and you can kind of tell he's he seems a little nervous. He doesn't seem sharp. Some A lot of the passes were, like, you know, barely there or they didn't, they didn't have that, that zip that he had last year. So I don't know. I hope it's he'll be able to iron some of those those things out, you know, as the season progresses. Because I don't know, man. It's just it seems like uh, him and and Elliot. I mean, 
I think they should have done better this last game. Do you think? Cause I don't think. What was it? Eight yards that he ran. I think. Yeah, nine, nine attempts for eight yards. Right. I think with the offensive line they have. Yes, granted, uh, Denver's got a really good defense, but for sure, at least you know, fifty, sixty yards that game. You know, but what was it? In the yeah. Half? I think Dak had more yards than uh, than Zeke. <laughs> right. Because he right. had ran he had ran that fifteen yarder or something, and he had more yeah. yards than Zeke did. And I was like, that's crazy. Well, you make some fantastic points. Um, nothing was expected of Dak last year, and he just he didn't throw many interceptions. He was on point. He broke Brady's rookie record of completions without interceptions. The running game was fantastic, which helps him. When the running game's not working, a lot's on his shoulders. We we can't win with Dak passing 50 times a game. Granted, right. in the second half, they just abandoned the run and they passed. But I will say this about Dak. He hasn't been sharp, but, man, his toughness in that game, he was getting killed. And he oh, kept yeah. getting back up and going for it. And that's what I like. Drew Brees is nice. a pro <laughs> – What's I was going to say, it's nice having uh, muscles that are, you know, 28 years old. Or what is he, 26 years old? No, he's that? like 23, 24. He's like, yeah, isn't it, it's nice to have muscles that are 23 years old instead <laughs> of, you know, 38, yeah, just you know. <laughs> like, yeah, just ask Tony Romo. Dude, I get out of bed and I'm hurt and I didn't do nothing. Yeah. Uh, no, you're right. And I like his toughness. It, the thing is, for football's a team game and – you need the running game to set up the play-action pass to get wide receivers in one-on-one coverage. You stop the run, it's tough to win. You know, Tom Brady can do it. Aaron Rodgers can do it. Okay, that's two people. Maybe Drew Brees. But you're not going to win a Super Bowl if you can't run the ball. And it just seemed like, too, Zeke was just kind of not the runner. He just I don't know, the line, it just didn't seem right. Now, I, I finally watched the game a second time because I was going in and out, and I, I couldn't deal with it. And there were a yeah. lot of missed opportunities. The game, we got our butts kicked, but yeah. the game could have been a lot closer. And at points, they had the opportunities against the Broncos. They just couldn't capitalize on third down, fourth down conversion, stupid penalties. I mean, that penalty – a, a, a leverage, trying to block a kick, the field yeah. goal, which gave Denver a first down, and then they <laughs> yeah. scored a touchdown. I mean, really? I, yeah. You know, that's, that, that's another thing about the whole uh, NFL in general, how the rules have changed. And I think the rules mm-hmm. have changed to make the game worse. And and just uh, along with the whole commission rules uh, about uh, – you know, a while was it's been about two years already. How uh, practices have to be a lot lighter. You know, they can't, they don't work yes. for. And I mean, it's mm-hmm. just a different. You're starting to see some of that starting to filter out, and now it's you see sloppy games. Not just the Cowboys, but other games. You're like, there's people, you know, nobody's tackling. It takes three or four different times before you can get the guy down, and it's just. It just doesn't look – a lot of teams don't look sharp like they used to. And the ones that do, it's kind of like they're just kind of like they have a lot of the old guys that are, or maybe some of the veterans that are still strong and still with that aspect of working hard and, and, and playing really, really well. 
during the games, mm-hmm. but it's starting to filter out some of those changes and rules. You know, there's there's some funny, crazy rules that they've, they've got into the game. And we're, everybody's always thinking, what? What kind of rule is that? <laughs> you can't even, what, what do you do? Everybody, this is the first time I look at my friends like, what, what is that? <laughs> We've never heard of the rule. And like, oh, man, it's crazy. It's terrible. I, I know the play is really affected with when they signed the new uh, collective bargaining agreement, it was less off-season mandatory practices. You Like when you get hurt and you come back, you got to wait two practices, I think, to, before you can pad up. There's less padded yeah. practices, like you said. The preseason, people are worried about getting hurt in the preseason. I mean, Julian Edelman, Odell Beckham got hurt. I mean, he played this week, but – you know, the whole tackle, you know, concussions, they don't want you to hit high. So everyone's hitting low, and then okay. you're going to knock guys out for the season that way too. It's just we're in this transition of what can I do? Can I hit you here, hit you not? I mean, it's football. You sign up, and you know the fact. You know concussions are a part of it. You know, uh, you know, your knee could get blown out at any time, but that's what these guys are professionals. They know what they right. signed up for, and they're getting paid. And and they're willing to sacrifice their bodies to set the families up for life. But if you take away how they've learned how to play football, it, it's just it, it's a tough one. And so it, it, I hate guys. You know, I remember watching an old game from like 1989, and uh, someone got hit in the head, and they go, "Oh, at least it wasn't his knee. It was just a head shot. Okay, good. Yeah. You know, he'll be fine." Like yeah. and now you get hit in the head, it's like, oh my god, you know, CTE <laughs> right. and all this stuff. It's funny how it's changed. Back in the day, it was like, oh, just shake it off the cobwebs, you know. Right. Well, right. Glad you didn't have your knee knocked out. And you know, it's changed so much now. And one thing I hate is, man, the defensive backs have no. It, it's such an offensive-driven, uh, like you said, the rule changes and stuff. You touch a guy and you get flagged wow. on the defense. How are these guys supposed to defend these receivers? I mean, it, it, I that's I do hate that. Yeah, it's it's really almost it's, it's interesting. It's almost uh something that would be great to look into to see why they they did this. Uh I know they want to make sure that the concussion uh goes down that not so many players get concussions, but for so for so many years, football or any kind of sport, it's always been the number one rule is conditioning. The thing that mm-hmm. keeps you from getting hurt in any kind of sport is conditioning. And if you can't condition hard and strong, especially for football, hitting hard, conditioning hard, you know, getting healthy and strong and building muscle and that whole thing, that's what keeps you safe. It's not not getting hit because, you know, when, if you if a muscle gets stronger by getting pressure on it, you know, you don't put any pressure on muscle, it's just going to stay weak. It's going to, it's not going to be strong as, as much as it used to be. And you want to build muscle. And, and I think that's what's happening. They're, they're not playing as strong in some cases. You can tell, you know, and of course, you know, the rules, but I don't know. I, it'd be interesting to see why did they do this? Why did they make it? I mean, I know a lot of, I mean, it's even come out where there's so many political stuff about, you know, they don't even want uh, football to exist anymore. There's a whole thing on that. I'm like, because, you know, the people getting hurt or the, with the concussion thing. But mm-hmm. 
it'd be interesting to see what is the ratio. And, and I, I noticed that a lot of the helmets now, they have that, like, uh, they've gotten better helmets, so that stuff, you know, concussions won't happen so often, you know, when they get hit in the head by accident and whatnot. I think that's a better way to go, but it should be out yeah. It should be, like, conditioned more, you know, get make practices stronger so they don't get hurt, you know, in a game. Yeah, it's tough. It, 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 it's a gray area because, you know, I played football in high school and our helmets were – I remember our helmets were such crap. And then when we when I made varsity and we got air helmets, it was like, oh, cool. I mean, you can only go so far with helmets. Yeah. These guys are so bigger, faster, stronger that – I mean, it's like a car crash every time they hit. I mean, it's just yeah. inevitable. It, it, it's just, And, you know, I I agree with you in the fact that the conditioning – because there's getting your body re- ready and being in shape, and there's football condition. There's, it's a different – these athletes are much more in shape. In the old days, you went to training camp to get in shape. Now it's all year round. These guys are in shape all the time. Um, yeah, but there's a big, a big difference between being in shape and being in football shape. And how – like Emmett Smith could do that. He knew how to protect himself. Instead of, you know, maybe – getting one extra yard on a 14-yard run, he'd go out of bounds. Now you look, oh, you've got to get every yard you can. But you know what? Not By not taking on that defender and getting one yard after you got the first down, maybe that saves you for later in the game, two years down the road. I mean, there's a whole different science to go with this, you know. But it's just, you know, it's a tough sport. It's a gladiator sport. It's no joke. And it's just it's I, I don't know how you, unless you play flag football I don't know how you can make it safe absolutely <laughs> yeah. safe you know yeah yeah that's true that's so true. so let's um uh you know the game's about to start we don't want to miss it I mean I can pause it I don't know if you have a DVR or not or oh, you have to yes. watch it live well, it's about to start like in ten minutes or something okay so, uh, I was yeah. going to ask you right quick do you have snacks do you do snacks oh shoot um. Uh, my fiance is at work, and I'm supposed to make wings for us tonight. So when we get off the phone, I gotta put it in the wings. Oh, you gotta and, put the uh, wings on. Man. I gotta put the wings on, hey, brother. Oh yeah, man. And real quick, man. I hope uh, Jason Garrett does a little bit better because I was so mad at him last week. I don't know, man. What do you I'm think about Jason? Garrett? I mean, there was one. There was one. What was it? I think uh, Dak threw an interception, or it was a fumble. I forgot what the play was. But they pan over it, and you see Jason Garrett clapping. Like, it's okay. It's okay. And I'm like, <laughs> clapping, dude? I was like, are you freak- Are you kidding me? You're clapping? I'm like, no. Don't be in- encouraging them. Yeah. I mean, I am... encouragement stuff is getting way out of hand. I'm like, come on. What happened to the yelling and getting – come on, get your act together. What's wrong? Get your head in the game. Yeah, that's not uh, how Garrett put Okay. Like, our good friend Glenn Ewing is a diehard Dallas fan. You'll always see at Hispanic Chris and at Heath Actor, we tweet at Glenn Ewing, usually during the games and stuff. And he's going to join us, one of these, to talk some Cowboys, because I want to get his feedback uh, on just because he's been a fan just as long as you and I have. I know you've been a fan since 1903, even before the Cowboys. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, before the Cowboys. But, but yeah, no, Garrett, we go back and forth with Garrett because, okay, he was our backup quarterback in the 90s for a while uh, behind Troy Aikman, played a few games, did well. 
he, he's a student in the game. He was under Jimmy Johnson, okay? He was quarterback coach for Miami. And before, after Parcells left, before we hired a head coach, Jerry hired him as the offensive coordinator, which usually you hire your coach first, and then he picks the staff. So I don't think Wade Phillips ever had a chance to succeed. Having said that, Garrett as offensive coordinator was good, and then he became coach after Wade after that final 9 It was great. We beat the Eagles in the last game and, and the Redskins, and then we beat the Eagles in the playoffs. Then Minnesota and Brett Favre crushed us. Okay, fine. Uh, Wade, that next year we were terrible. And then yeah. Jason took over. We went 5-3. and three. There was hope. And then we had a good, you know. But Garrett, they relieved him of his offensive coordinating duties, brought Scott Linehan in. We started to run the ball, draft offensive linemen. DeMarco Murray has over 1,800 yards and has that great season. And, you know, we lose to Green Bay. I don't want to talk about that to Des Bryant. That was a freaking catch. But we scored a touchdown <laughs> yeah, there. I'm not – I know it was three years ago, but I don't care. That was a catch. Uh, and so, Garrett, I don't know. I We're going to have to explore it this season because I think he makes mistakes. I do think he's a great leader. But at the same time, I mean, just from a fan's point of view, yeah, it doesn't seem like – we don't know what happens behind closed doors, but it just well, doesn't it, seem like he ever gets mad. Is it still <laughs> true that is it still true that he doesn't call a lot of the plays? He doesn't call that, anything. Was that just that one time? He, doesn't call any- he may call a timeout. He may say, hey, Scott, we, I want to run the ball here, whatever. But, yeah. no, he, he two years ago he gave up the duties to Scott Linehan. That's how they kept it. Scott Linehan calls the plays. Rod Marinelli okay. calls the defensive plays. See, He's there. I, I think until we find, until we find some uh, coach that there has the authority to call the plays, that, that, yeah. that has the confidence, then, you're, then the team is, is going to lack confidence. Until, the team, until they have a coach that – has the confidence that, hey, I'm the man. I'm going to tell you whether or not this play is going to work or not. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> until they get somebody like that, I, I really think it's going to be extremely hard to get to that next level, to get to where it's a caliber of, of a Denver or, you know, uh, what is it, the Titans are playing really good right now. Or, but the but, Patriots, uh, the, Packers. the Patriots, the Packers. Yeah. I mean, you're not at that caliber. Why? Well, because those coaches, they plow the plays. They're, I mean, well, come on. I will say this. Our defense isn't the strongest, but a best ally to an okay defense is a great offense, a ball control offense. Why against the Giants, we got the ball on the two-yard line, first and goal, and we pass it three times and not run Zeke, Zeke, Zeke. North Turner would have done it with Emmett, would have kept running Emmett with that offensive line. That pissed me off. And we ended up kicking a field goal, I believe. I don't. Yeah, we didn't score a touchdown. Granted, we beat the Giants that game, but stupid stuff like that. Is it right. Garrett? Is it Linehan? Is it? I know Dak's been calling more audibles, and he, you know he looks a little more confident. <laughs> but you got to run that damn ball on that goal line. I don't care. I, yeah. Why? 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 Mean, you paid the money for the offensive line. You got the offensive line. You've been wanting for a long time. And you did great last year because of the offensive line. And then you, you, the second you get this ad- adversity, I mean, you get this enemy that's really, really strong, you give up. 
He's like, oh, we're going to give up on what the best thing we're, we're only we're, – the best thing we were good at perfectly last year was running the game. And you're not going to yeah. do that. I mean, we had some good passes last year. Dak was good. We got some good receivers. But it was really the running game. And so mm-hmm. you're, you're not number one. Up. Yeah. And so that's – yeah, that's, you know, very hard to take, you know. And then just watching him over there clapping his hands, it just makes me so <laughs> when they do bad. Stop clapping your hands when, you when they do when they do a, a bad player. Unbelievable! Yeah. It's crazy. Well, hopefully they'll stick to the run tonight. Yeah, exactly. And we're going to have a lot to talk about throughout the season. Right. We'll see how this season goes. Uh, we don't make hey, the playoffs. Real quick, real quick well, no, do, you think, do, do you think the Cowboys are going to kneel or stand with the whole stuff controversial uh, stuff? Knowing Jerry Jones, they will not kneel. Um, what What do you think about that? I mean, Donald Trump to me, calling to me, people hope... sons of bitches. Let's have some. We got to talk about. Uh, well, we got to talk about the biggest issue in the NFL right now. I know, but real, uh, well, it's, it's a big issue because everybody made it a big issue. It doesn't have to be a big issue, but it is an issue because of the media and everything and whatnot. Yeah, we got a crazy president, but every president is crazy because if they were in crazy, then they wouldn't be president. So <laughs> what the, that's, oh, what? Really? that's true. If you look at every president, has some kind of craziness about him. They, you know, no. A person who wants to be president of the United States, okay, you want to do good, but if you really look at their character, their personality, or their traits, they're they're a little loony. They're a little goofy. They're a little, I mean, every president we've had has done crazy stuff and said crazy stuff, but he's just very vocal about his crazy stuff. But, oh, damn, social media. Well, as of right now, the Cowboys are arm in arm uh, for the national anthem. Oh, they're not kneeling. right now. How come mine does? Oh, yours just comes out before mine. That's what it is. Right? No, I got the same station as you. I mean, I, there's Jerry. Game, He's out there with his play. My game has started. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm starting to, ESPN. Yeah, okay, yeah. You see, see Jerry? Him. Jerry's yeah. waving. He's they're, trying they're to. Arm they're, arm. they're standing arm in arm. Yeah. Listen, which I guess, and I don't know. Like, I don't okay, know what not, Arizona's doing. I don't know I what Arizona. Are they running off the field. I think anyway. We're against the president, but we're still standing for the. Oh, National and they're Network. kneeling. They're arm oh, in arm, and they're kneeling. The Cowboys okay, are kneeling now. Okay, somebody's kneeling. Cowboys are kneeling. Uh, okay. That's it. I'm out of here. No more NFL for me. No, uh, you know what, man? Okay. My my thing is, I'm going to say this. Too political. Too political. I'm going to say this. I. I'm not. Okay, when Colin Kaepernick kneeled. To me, I was offended because the flag means more than what he was kneeling for. I, I know it was his platform, but it was against the police department and the wrongful deaths. And so at first, I'm like, you know what? You work in America. The flag means more to veterans, so much more. How can you kneel to our national anthem? But then, you know, but then when, when Trump calls people who kneel are sons of bitches, you know, Granted, I may I may have called Colin Kaepernick a son of a bitch, not because he was black or white or whatever, just because I was like, how can you kneel? But I understand more now. And after when our president says that, it, it's just I don't know. I, I I was so anti kneeling to the American flag, but at the same time, equality and just you know. 
what people go through. I mean, I'm a white. I, I guess I, I, I'm white. I was going to say, right. I guess I'm yeah. white. But, you know, yeah. I, mean, I, I like to say I'm Italian, and and you know, Portuguese, it, which I am. It, it I don't, yeah, unfortunately, go I don't go through. You're Hispanic. Unfortunately, you know, I haven't been through what African-Americans, Hispanics, um, you know, Asians have gone through with discrimination and all that. So it, it, it's one of those subjects where, you know, I don't want to say nothing about it, but I understand. And we love our country, but, man, we need to just – there's too much racial divide and there's too much – there's just too much racism in this country and it, it hurts me too because my parents brought me up right they said right. it doesn't matter the color of someone's skin it's how they treat you and how you want to be treated and mm-hmm. I, you know i i've had friends of all colors and and, and to me <laughs> to be honest i probably get along more with that <laughs> like a redneck but but no i love everyone i mean i'm not a controversial person and i right. you know right. someone comes into my bar or someone comes into my home i treat them with the utmost respect i don't care where you're from it, it's just the way i was brought up so i'm half divided i want to salute the veterans and i love our country at the same time there's a lot of bad things going on and you know i understand why people have to kneel or have to show emotion and and so it's a tough i know that this isn't a political podcast i just want to say that i back what anyone does but for me i wouldn't kneel personally because us to watch tv tonight watch our team do a podcast go outside go to the grocery store we are protected by our soldiers by our country and we have it easy here as much as tough times are tough I don't have to worry about someone barging into my house, you know, right. and arresting right. me for no reason or whatever, you know. Oh, so, yeah. you know what I mean? I, and, and again, I'm I'm speaking a little bit in circles. I just, I just hate seeing people go through pain, and I hate seeing people mistreated and called out. And I wish we didn't have to go through this, where we have to kneel and do this. I I I, I guess I'm one of those optimists. I want just all races, all creeds for all of us to be Americans together and to enjoy life right. and, and to be in harmony. I know that's not realistic at this point in time, but well, that's yeah, but, how I try to know, live my what, life. And that's what, when you said harmony, you know, that's what's great about NFL football association for so many years. That's what's great about football. You get all these people in one place, different nationalities, different religions, different beliefs, different you know, ways of life, you know, and they're all uh, uh, rooting for their team, and it's just a great social experience. And uh, right. it's starting to miss that. You know, now it's become this something different. You know, I mean, it, people aren't watching the games as much ever since Colin Ka- what Colin Kaepernick did. And mm-hmm. so I think it's, it's yes, it's important to – uh, have freedom of speech and, and have your views, but you need to think about what you're about to do and how it can affect uh, others, you know? And mm-hmm. um, I think, to me, I've always looked at it, this is your job, and, you know, your job is you make millions of dollars to, to play football, and that's your job. So what was interesting to me is that I had read something about that 
the 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 team coming out during the national anthem had only started back in like 2009 or somewhere around there. Before that, the team wouldn't come out until after the national anthem. And no, oh, really, it had yeah, it had nothing to do with the national anthem. It's just that that's the way they always did it. You know, the national anthem was you know for the people there in the stadium or whatever. And mm-hmm. then the teams, and then they would introduce the teams. That's the way it used to be. And so then they started doing this other thing. And when I found out, I read some articles that uh, the Pentagon, they actually paid the NFL to do it, to kind of hmm. increase to increase the military and, and advertising. It was kind of like an advertising ploy. So, and then it just kind of stuck. So now I think it's used for different things. Obviously now it's become this whole political thing that, you know, even the president's in on it. So it's just, Something that should have never gone down that road, which is kind of sad. But um, I hope it irons out some way because, uh, as a Hispanic, you know, all, all my Mexican friends are down there. That's their job to cut the grass and to keep that stadium clean. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you start getting you start getting less attendance, and you're gonna have to start letting people go. Next thing you know, there's only five Mexicans cutting the grass instead of twenty. You know. <laughs> hey, we're like, that's 15 we're like, without a guy, difference. Why do black people just get along? Because we need our jobs. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Only you can say that, bro. No, yeah, right. yeah, only you I know. can say that. We, we say that I, as fun. I'm going to say that because in the back of my head, that's I'm thinking about my people. Because, you know, when you go to the stadium, <laughs> who do you see doing all the cleaning and the, and the cutting of the grass? And, the, and that, I mean, those stadiums get, there's spick and span the following Sunday, you know. And well, so, you guys have yeah. a great work ethic. Work ethic. That's what so I'm saying, man. I work, I work with many Hispanics, and <laughs> you know what, man? They work their ass off. Some work two, three jobs. I mean, yeah. all races do. Don't get me wrong. I'm just speaking all from right, my experience. All right, we got the kickoff, but... and he's running back to the thin, and he's old. Oh, okay. The yard line. All right. Wait, whoa. Okay. So, <laughs> before we end, prediction. Cowboys, this will probably be released a day or two after the game, so predict. What's your prediction tonight? Uh, I think the Cowboys could win by three, but they're going to have to stick with the run. And we just have to see how their, their secondary does because I hope, they do, they hope they're able to cover. That's, I think that's going to be the biggest issue. If they're able to cover, then they might be okay. All right. But it'd be I'm nice gonna to say, win. I'm going to say Cowboys 27, Cardinals 17. We win by 10. Oh, Enjoy oh, the game. Yes, I'm going for it. The Cowboys going to bounce back tonight, and I'm already getting nervous. Kickoff just happened. Yeah, they, they, oh, just, boy. they just made a first down. So, okay, I'm going to change mine to Cowboys by one. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. You all right, brother. That? Well, okay, all right. we better get off. We'll keep changing that. Yeah, we better get off so we can watch again. I just paused it. I don't want. I don't want to. I don't want to know what's going on. Um, all right. All right, brother. So we'll be here all season. We'll probably be here maybe next Sunday. We played the Rams early game. So maybe Sunday evening uh, we'll uh, do our recap of the Rams-Cowboys and see if we're 3-1, and 2-2, and 1-3. I don't know. But uh, all right, my man. Well, Sounds it's great good. to finally Sounds do great. this with you, brother. And uh, enjoy the game. Cowboys? How about them Cowboys, baby? <laughs> 